Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive20 for 20% off your golf and MLB PA apparel. We are back after a week off. It was a good week off, though, Thanksgiving. We'll get into uh, that in the opening, of course. Today's show, we will announce the winners for Best Male and Female Fall Athlete. The uh, conversations have been had, and winners have been selected. So that's going to be the first thing we get to. We'll get into local shout-outs, buzz and buzz kill, reality and overreaction for NFL Week 13. I'm going to make fun of soccer for a few short minutes, and then we're going to talk about uh, briefly, because I don't have a lot on it, and uh, we'll wait till after next week anyways, but the college football playoff is starting to unravel a little bit. No sports history again this week. I got to be to work at 3, 245 technically, so we're, we're cutting some fat. Sorry, Mom. Sketty on the Broncos things that sting. We got two follow-ups. Uh, the Katie Meyer story, the Stanford soccer player took her own life. We got a follow-up on that and a follow-up on the Michigan state, Michigan, uh, melee in the tunnel there, seven players charged. We'll get into that. And then in for new cases, I got, I think four stories that we're going to get to my hive will be filled with three bagger picks. I think that's everything. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. The buzz is brought to you by Bush Light. Attention hunters, your favorite camo cans are back. Get it wherever you purchase your adult beverages. Please drink responsibly. And Napoli Pizza, that's right. When there is football season on TBSP, there is Napoli's weekly specials, pickup and delivery available, located in North Warren. And Hillview Signs and Graphics and Hillview Towing. Call them at 814-730-0348. So, yeah, we're back after a week off, Thanksgiving week. I'm loving these midday shows. I wish we could do these all the time. <laughs> yep. People hate work. So they're like, Abs- fuck work. Absolutely. I'm going to put this on my phone and get distracted. And I like it. Uh, yeah, the live viewers have been great for these these uh, middle of the week, mid- midday shows. So, if you're in here, remember, help us out. Give us a like, a love, or an angry face if you think Sketty is ugly. Uh, that's how we we tally up the votes for how handsome Sketty is. Angry faces is a vote in the nay. Happy belated Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, thanks. I was talking to the listeners, not oh, you. Well, fine. All right, fine. Fuck you too. <laughs> I talked to you all. I talked to you like all day on Thanksgiving. That is true. That is true. Because <laughs> I was ready to like end my holiday early watching the Bills Lions game. Yeah, not happy. I went into depression mode, didn't I? Yes, you did. It was it's getting bleak. I was ready to call the welfare check. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. I got pretty negative on Thursday. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Uh well, Thanksgiving is actually like my favorite holiday because it's football, family, f- bunch of great food. Like I, I just love Thanksgiving. Probably if somebody asked me what my favorite holiday is, that's what I'd pick. And the Bills just about fucked that up right from the get, like beginning of day. They they tried. They tried real they, hard. They did. They did try. So 
uh, I was extremely upset with them and then happy and then mad again and then happy again. And that's the way it ended. So that's good. They got a big stretch coming up. We'll talk about that at some point, I'm sure. Um, Snakes won the championship. Didn't get to talk okay. about that because that was that would have been on last week's show. So the Snakes, our flag football team won again. That's five out of six, I think. Uh, good. Rumor is there's two rumors is that we're not playing next year. And the other rumors that we're probably playing next year. So I don't know which one's true. There's been a lot of my, a lot of talk. My my sources say at least half the team's not playing next year. There my might sources, be some snakes. My sources say that you're probably wrong on that. <laughs> okay. We we might miss one or two guys, but we'll probably That's we're probably, we're okay. likely playing next year. Okay. We get into some good games and it makes everybody want to play again. The championship was a good game. Like we were losing at halftime, 28-22. We got the ball, came out and scored, failed on the two. Uh, and then we shut them down in the second half, changed up the defense just a tad. And that was that. They didn't score in the second half. We ended up, what, 52-28? Something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So good times, but yeah, we'll see. It's a year-by-year basis. Um trying to think if there's anything else before we get into announcing the winners i don't think so do you have anything you want to add how was nope. your thanksgiving did you do anything cool nope ate a shit ton of food and drank a shit ton of beer and watched a bunch of football so yeah it's good hmm. yeah it's what makes that day great i suppose so all right let's get into this you ready yeah so the debates have happened it was via email there's five people on the board that includes Sketty and I, and we all kind of tossed around who we thought and why, um, listened to points of other people. Some people changed their minds and went with another guy. Some people stayed the same. It, it, it was, it was good. It was smooth. There wasn't a ton of arguing. I think that's the purpose of this anyways, yep. is just a nice, clean, easy process. Uh, and the five of us came up with the winner. So we'll start with the female, uh, First of all, we'll remind everybody who the candidates were. This is the Pepper Mill Presents, the Beehive Sports Podcast, Best Fall Male and Female Athlete for Warren County. Criteria. What was the criteria? Uh, not a stat-based award. Not right? stat-based, yep, yep. So it's not... Leadership. Right. And not, not to, like, if I was going to use an example of somebody who wasn't nominated, who wouldn't... I'm not going to say he wouldn't be a fit, but Benji Bauer. Yep. A trillion rushing yards. It's not a stat based award. So that that we don't take that into account. It's uh somebody the coach can count on, a leader, uh somebody who's has a good sense of humor. We want that because we like to laugh. Um, what else was there? Did we say leadership? I said leadership, yeah. That was it. I think there's only three that's, criteria. That's yeah, yeah, there's two or three. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. So Anyways, uh, the female nominees were Eliza Brooke from Warren, Lily Clow from Youngsville, and Ellie Eastman from Eisenhower. And the winner... Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot I uploaded a new soundboard thing today. Ready? Yep. Lily Clow. Congratulations, Lily. Oh, I put it on a loop. You're supposed to applause. Come on. Oh yeah, where's the soundboard guy? Soundboard yep. guy, blow in the moment. To do, hold on, ready, ready. 
There it is. Right, now we got it. Lily Clow. So what I did was I had uh, Brian Hagberg, who I'll just tell everybody's on the board, the the selection committee, I guess we call it. I uh, had him do a couple write-ups for each of the winners. So I'm going to read Lily's now. Uh, Clow's most outstanding performance of the season may be what she does off the court as much as what she does on the court. Her dedicated approach and determination to succeed serves as an inspiration to teammates and classmates alike. That she's remained focused and determined in the face of adversity. Uh, Lily lost her father from a heart attack in March. We actually talked about that on the show. Uh, And it speaks volumes about her character. Youngsville Athletic Director Clay Hayes told us Lily is someone her teammates always look to for a smile, and she has been a source of inspiration, putting others before herself. So congratulations, Lily. We're going to have a plaque for you, trying to get some T-shirts done up too. Uh, But congratulations to all the nominees. You know, it's it's our first time doing this. We're going to go through and do winter and spring. So congratulations to the other ladies as well. Uh, But Lily will be trying to get in touch with you somehow. I'll probably do it through Clay because I know Clay, so I can get a hold of him. And uh, we'll get you your plaque that Sketty has started the process of getting made. We'll be starting tomorrow. Busy week. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Uh-huh. One job, Sketty. You had one job. Well, I was going to wait. I need to know the winners so I can put their names on it. All right. That's fair. Okay. So now let's get to the best male athlete. So our nominees here were Will Nabinsky, Logan McDonald, and Mike Venata. Uh, Will from Warren, Logan from Youngsville, Mike from Eisenhower. So hold on. Got to get the. let me make sure I don't screw this up this time. We got a drum roll. No. Mike Venata. Congratulations, Mike. Mike is our oh, crowd cheer. We need the crowd cheer. Mike, congratulations. Uh, so I'm going to read up what was uh, written about him. Mike was the anchor for the offensive line that paved the way for Benji Bowers record setting rushing season of over 2000 yards, 24 touchdowns. The Knights ran for over 3,500 yards and 43 TDs as a team defense through 11 games. He had 43 total tackles, nine, nine and a half for loss and two and a half sacks. He was first team all region two on the offensive line and second team all region two on the defensive line. A three-year starter and an all-star on both offensive and defensive lines, Venato was a big piece of the first 10-0 regular season in school history. He had multiple tackles in each of Eisenhower's playoff games and stepped up after the Knights lost defensive end Mike Beaver to an injury in the first quarter of the D-10 championship. More importantly, as head coach Jim Penley pointed out, quote, he has high expectations for himself that he has always lived up to. He is a great teammate who always who has always come to the practices with a great outlook and is always looking to work with his teammates to, to be their best. So congratulations, Mike, again, got a plaque coming and I'm trying to get t-shirts produced here soon to give you guys as well. So Lily and Mike first, uh, first ever winners of the award for uh, fall. So congratulations to them. Uh, and uh, I believe is this his father. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Uh, and I'll be, re- I'll just get in touch with you uh, to get in touch with him to get the plaque and all that set up. Cause maybe we can do like a picture or something. I don't know. It dep- if the chocolate milk truck keeps running late, I don't know if we'll have time to do anything anymore. <laughs> I have no clue. So, all right. That's out of the way. 
local shout outs. Speaking of Eisenhower, game against Reynolds. Thoughts? Go ahead. Uh, I mean, Eisenhower played him really tough. I thought they'd bottled up the, what was the kid's name? Wagner, the running back from Reynolds. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought they bottled him up pretty good. He just had a couple big plays, uh, you know, got that off tackle going. Um, you know, Eisenhower's got nothing to hang your, hang your heads about. Uh, they played that team extremely tough. I mean, there's a couple fumbles that are, you know, balls that hit the ground that they didn't come up with that if, you know, they come up with this game might go the other way. Uh, right. Yeah, they, I think they were pretty impressive. You know, offensively, a little bit of a letdown in the second half, which I don't know if Reynolds just adjusted to what they were doing. Uh, he kept seeing, you know, this team was banged up. You know, I don't know enough about Reynolds. I'm sure they had injuries too, but some big guys out for Eisenhower. And, you know, they, they fought hard. It, you know, it was a heck of a football game. Heck of a football yeah, game. Yeah, it was. Uh, we didn't attend this one. We streamed it. Uh, but mm – -hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, shout out your daily local for doing that because it was awesome to be able to just, you know, I had my boy that day. It was a little chilly out. Didn't feel like making the drive with with a six-month-old <laughs> to a football game. That would have been a challenge, I'm sure. So shout out to them for streaming it. But, yeah, the they brought excitement back to Warren County on the football field uh, that we've been missing for a little while now. So, Nothing to hang their heads about. It's a great team. And, uh, I mean, they're graduating some guys, but they have a lot of guys returning too. So it's not, you know, out of the question that they make another, take another shot at it next year. So, yeah. uh, while we're on the subject, region two co-player of the year, shout out to Benji Bauer, uh, co-player. I couldn't find the stats on the other kid anywhere, but just disagree regardless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's player of the year, Benji Bauer. Uh, believed to be the first Warren County running back to go over 2,000 yards in a season. No kidding. That's what I read. I mean, I didn't, didn't do my own research on that. I just read it. But, uh, yeah. And while we're at it, more All-Stars. Chris Bunk, first of all, happy birthday to Chris Bunk and his sister. He is a twin. Did you know that? I did know that. I didn't know that. Hagberg texted me that this morning, and I said, he's like, it's Chris, and I think her name's Katie. I can't remember her name. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, it's their birthday. I'm like, they're twins? Didn't know that. So happy birthday to the Bunks. Uh, and also shout out Chris, Caleb Penley, and Benji, Region 2 First Team All-Stars on offense and defense. Keegan Ekstrom, Mike Venata, uh, First Team on offense. Garrett Jensen, First Team on defense. Uh, and uh, Tucker Lindell, J.J. Dar, Connor Younger, Second Team Honors as well. For Region 4, Warren, uh, offense, Caden Wright, Eric... Alan McAllister got first team. I want to note somebody who's on the first team because we should have talked about this probably a while ago, and we haven't. Uh, Ethan Knox from Oil City. Okay. Didn't even win, didn't even win region player of the year. Dude, I, and I don't know how because listen to this. Five times this season, he has crossed the 400 yards, uh, 400 rushing yards in a single game, breaking, a, breaking the record of four in one year. That was previously held by Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, he didn't win Region Player of the Year. How? Some kid from Meadville won it. Munch texted me this. I said the same thing. It's wait a minute. So I thought. I guess he was on pace to break more of Henry's records at the beginning of the year. Kind of had a little letdown towards the end, I believe. Okay. Um, well, but I mean, still have an average 12 yards of carry. If your high school numbers are in the ballpark of Derrick Henry's, though, you should probably win by default. 
Well, no, that's what it was. He averaged nine yards a carry, and the kid that won it averaged 12 yards a carry. And I think the kid that won it had, like, 180 carries still. Like, he had a hell of a season. Had, like, 50-some touchdowns. It was stupid. The yeah. kid that won it did have a stupid, stupid season. But, yeah, it, it was – you feel bad for the kid. Next year, he'll be a senior. He'll win it, I'm sure. Yeah, that's – oh, he's a junior? Yeah, he's a junior, yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, so, anyways, carrying on. D- uh, defense for Warren, Nick Panucci got some all-star honors. Uh, Ethan Sens, touchdown Tommy, got second-team honor- honors. And uh, three players – oh, this is – oh, shifting gears. Hold on. My notes are messy. More all-stars, but different sport. We're talking volleyball now. Three players from the District 10 Class A runner-up. Warren were honored. Kylie Fellman, Summer Lux. Uh, they both each earned first-team selections, while Lindsey Madigan earned second-team honors. Eisenhower's Raina Holtman was Class 1A second-team selection. So that's uh, more, you know, more all-stars across the board. But that that was the only ones I could find as far as uh, anything There's a... Uh, um... Owen Blum and Braddock DeMore. I just saw oh, earlier for today. Renee, yeah, for, both of them were, uh, I believe, first-team all-star. Okay. For, or first-team all-region, whatever they call it. Shout-out to them as well. Uh, last shout-out. So, we have confirmed. Morgan Lichtenberger, Sheffield grad, was just hired full-time with the Minnesota Twins organization as an athletic trainer. She'll be at a rehab facility down in Florida working. So when, uh, you know, the pros get hurt, they come back down for rehab. She's working with them. Uh, she just was with, the, I believe, the Dodgers. Is that what it was? I can't remember. I think it was the Dodgers. But anyways, confirmed she will be coming on the show. But I I said we're going to wait until uh, we get closer to spring because that'd be a good, like, intro into some baseball uh, interview. So we got Morgan lined up at least. But shout out to her. That's cool. Uh, working in, you know, the bigs. So good for her. All right. We have one comment I want to get to here. I believe there was a guy, Joe Kabaki, in the late 50s that went over 2,000-yard mark. He played at Purdue and with the Bills. And he was from Warren, I'm assuming, or Warren, you know, one of the Warren County schools. I've never heard that name before yeah, myself. I don't, don't recognize it, though. We can look it up, or we can get uh, you know, who would know is probably Hagberg. He might, yep. So... All right, buzzing and buzzkill. Sketty, what are you buzzing on this week? I'm buzzing about the hot new hire that Conalongo Valley Country Club made. Absolutely stoked to have Gary McCullough come be our new pro. It's the best thing that's happened to the club in fucking my lifetime that I can think of. Like, I, I'm just super excited for golf season. That's my golf shirt today. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just ready. I love Gary. I, I bought basically all my clubs from Gary for, I don't know how many years now he's always treated me fair. I, I'm just super excited for him to be there and the opportunity for the club to capitalize on this. I mean, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm pumped. Yeah. I still haven't made a decision. This made it harder though. Cause I was definitely heading to blueberry this year Yep. and now nope. ugh, I don't know. So I have yep. a lot to think about, but I do love that too. I'm happy for Gary and for the club for uh, that reason. Uh, my buzz is just, you know, Thanksgiving week. It was great. I love Thanksgiving week. Lots of football on, lots of sports on, food, family, good stuff. Uh, one more thing I wanted to add to. Another thing I'm buzzing on, Blake Corum, Michigan running back. Stop me if you've ever heard 
any of news story similar to this one. But Blake Corum used his NIL money to purchase 300 turkeys for families needing help on Thanksgiving. That's the first I've ever yep. heard anything like. Have you ever heard yeah. anything like that? I've I mean, never I'm heard. Sure, I'm sure it happens. Like pro guys, but not like. Right. A college kid with an NIL. Like yeah, just not, getting that. yeah, but I mean, you've never heard a college kid do it because they've had NIL for like two years. But well, still. Like, I mean, but still. Yeah. That's still two yeah, years. No, good like for they, him. No, good for yeah. him. Yeah, no. I think that's a yeah. that's a badass move by Blake Corn. Yeah. So yeah. I became a fan of him when I when I read that. Uh, what's killing your buzz? What's killing my buzz? The 49ers not being able to stay healthy. The best running back on the roster goes down with the opposite knee MCL again this week. Uh, Elijah Mitchell done for six to eight weeks. It's like just when you think this team is going to start making it over the hump, we're getting ready to go. Playoff time's coming. Just another just shot in the foot, dead. Just hate it. It's just every year, just sick of it. Just sick of it. It does seem to happen to them frequently. Every year. All right, uh, what's killing my buzz? This was an easy one. The Washington Commanders. They disciplined players for drinking on a team plane after a win over the Eagles because the NFL bans drinking on team planes, which is stupid anyways. Did you see what Tyler Heineke had in his hand? No. Bush Light, good for him. Yes. Tyler Heineke, slugging Bush Light. There's a photo of it that surfaced, and bam, they're all in trouble. Not by the league, but by uh, Rivera. So I don't know what it was. They ran a few laps at practice or donated some money. I don't know what they ended up punishing them with. But uh, nobody who drinks Bush Light should ever be disciplined, ever. No. And uh, I disagree with Rivera and the NFL. You know who they should have disciplined? Whoever the fuck came up with that Sean Taylor statue. Correct. Statue. Yes. yes statue. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that's not anywhere in my notes and I meant to put it in there. How ridiculous Horrible. is that? Fuck Dan Snyder. Fuck the Commanders. Just burn Washington down right to the ground. Who needs a team? What city do we know of that needs a team? St. Louis, they looking to get back in the game? They Let's might. fucking move them out of there. Uh, just get rid of it. Just ban the whole franchise. That's embarrassing. That is make a, statue a mannequin. Put, I don't even think it's a mannequin. It looks well, like did some you see? wire around a jersey. It just okay, and off. I read I read this, didn't confirm, but read this and saw zoomed in photos. He had on a Nike jersey, Reebok pants, and Adidas shoes, and he had gloves on, which Sean Taylor apparently never wore gloves, black gloves. I don't know. I can't remember Taylor wearing gloves or not, but yeah, does, yeah. either way, just what do you trash? Doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, don't Trash. make a big deal of it if that's what you're going to do. So Agreed. stupid. All right. That moves us into one of my new favorite segments where I get to ask Sketty questions. We'll turn down this volume just a tad. All right. We ready? NFL, reality or overreaction, week 13. Or actually, it's week 12. Because week 12 was last week, right? Yeah. We're in week 13. Whatever. Going, yeah, whatever moving, we want to call it. We're moving what? into week 13. Reality or overreaction? Mike White. I'm starting off with a banger. Mike White should start the rest of the season for the Jets. It's fucking pure, pure overreaction. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson's been terrible, but man, Mike White, did we not see this? Was it last year when he had like one really good game and then fell apart? Plus... They played the fucking, what was the Bears they just played? Yeah. They just beat the Bears and Nathan Peterman, like. Wasn't Nathan Peterman, it was Trevor Simeon. 
I thought I thought Nathan Peterman had to start because Simeon was out. He Simeon that, hurt his oblique during warmups. They announced Nate Peterman as the starter, and then right before the game, Simeon says, "I can go," and they send him in. That Peterman shows you how much I paid uh, paid attention to two junk teams playing. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, love the Jets' defense. Zach Wilson needs a wake up call, but I, I don't think you're saying that this is just a rest of the season move. Like, sure, you ride Mike White for a week or two, see what you know. But once he has that flop, you got to say, okay, Zach, are you ready to like? Take some accountability here to of what's going on. Get your shit together. Um, but yeah, I just don't think you go straight Mike White rest of the season without a doubt. Like I just overreaction. I uh, agree. He had one good game last year. Got hurt on the first drive of his second game. Came back into the third game against the Bills and threw like three or four interceptions. Played like shit. Got smoked. Yeah. Uh, I I don't understand. And this is what they did. The same thing they did last year is what the media is doing this year. It's like, oh, my God, Mike White. That's why yeah. I put that post up and was like, Mike White went toe-to-toe with Trevor Simeon and won. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, I'll get into this a little bit more when we go to, when uh, in Sketty on. But, you know, like when you said the thing about Sam Darnold when we were texting about being a backup, and I just kept thinking, like, I would rather have Sam Darnold as my backup than Mike White. Like, 100%. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just... Yeah, I just don't don't see it. Reality or overreaction? Lamar is just as responsible for the Ravens' fourth quarter collapses. I mean, I think this has to be a reality. Um, now, granted, I, I will say I'm not like sitting there watching Ravens games as intently. I think you watch pretty intently. Uh, that was on when I switched over to the Niners game. I believe you were texting me during this still. Yeah. Uh, but to me, they keep blowing these big first half leads, and it's like okay, well, if you have a big first half lead and you blow it, that's partially your fault. Your defense can't just hold them to no points a second half. you got to go put some fucking points on the board. Right. Um, you know, I just think this Ravens team is is benefiting from playing a super weak schedule. I mean, not that they're a bad team, but they are... I mean, I don't think they're a top four team in the AFC. I don't even know if they're a top five team in the AFC. Well, according to, you know, if you go back two or three weeks ago... There was several analysts across the board saying that they were the best team in the AFC. Most complete best team. Uh, So I'm kind of indifferent on this one because, well, I I texted you the other day. Lamar, as an athlete, has not that it matters to him. I'm not implying that he gives a fuck about me. But what I'm saying is I respect Lamar and then I don't and then I do and then I don't. He just keeps like giving and taking. Yep. And I gained it big time a couple weeks ago when I saw a video come up where he was uh, um, meeting a kid like somebody they were on a road trip or whatever. And he sat off in this side room and this guy brought his son in and it was a big like kid was so pumped, you know, and like I love seeing that stuff. And the fact that Lamar does that makes me happy. But then we go to after the loss against the Jaguars and he's telling some guy on the internet who has 222 followers that all he ever has done in his life is eat dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, dude, come on. Like you can't let some, uh, a nobody get to you. Yep. You can't yep. as a professional athlete Two, correct. The other reason I'm indifferent is because like the game against the Jaguars, Lamar put them in a position to win that game. He threw an yep. absolute fucking dart to, Deshaun Jackson for like 62 yards 
gets them down the field. They score. Did they leave a little bit too much time on the clock? Probably. I mean, it kind of seemed that way because they could have, they, they were in a spot where they could have ran a few plays. Uh, the 62-yarder the wasn't the touchdown. That just got them into range. But, I mean, they literally could have ran a few plays, got some time off the clock, kicked a field goal with Tucker, and probably won that game. Instead, they punch one in the end zone with like a minute something to go, and they give Lawrence enough time to, you know, do his thing, which is on our list. We'll get to Trevor Lawrence, but... I mean, he put him in a position to win the game. The defense allowed Lawrence to march down the field, and they scored. So it kind of reminds me of like, and I'm not saying that was the case for all these games, because you're right. They do need to score in the second half. But it kind of reminds me of everybody who's like, Allen can't win big games, and you go back to the Kansas City 13-second game. Allen won that game like Allen won that game like twice. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that Pat wasn't Mahomes, Allen's. Pat Mahomes yeah. won it three times. That was the problem. Yeah, that was that wasn't Allen's fault. I mean, you're going to lose some games like that. You right. run into someone that does right. that. But and that's what. But the, I think this is more than like close game, uh, end of the second half type talk. This is like the entire second half. That's not. He's they been just, just they disappear. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They disappear. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that one. But uh, all right. Uh, where are we at? The Commanders will make the playoffs. <laughs> ah, I can one-up you on this one. I'm going to go with reality. And to one-up you, the whole NFC East is going to make the playoffs. And they're going to have a grand total of zero wins in the entirety of the playoffs. It's going to be the fucking bold, awesome. That's I the bold prediction. Wait. I cannot wait. Oh, it's not predictions. What's going to happen? Who are, like the Bucks might be so bad that the Cowboys could get by them. Might be so bad. I don't know even for sure that that could happen. The Giants ain't scaring anybody, and, and the Commanders aren't scaring anybody. Like it's yeah, it, it's no problem. No problem. They're all going to make it. None of them are going to win a game. I'm going to let you gonna... have. I'm going to let you have that one. I just want to watch it unfold because be, I kind of think you might be right. I, on, I'm, on both I'm, counts, on that they all make it and that they have zero wins. Well, I'm watching that. I'm is there a possibility that, that they get lined up against each other, though? No. Well, I mean, unless the Eagles collapse majorly, the Eagles have the one seed. So it's going to be possible that all three of them get in as wild cards and then all three of them get beat by the 49ers. Yeah, wouldn't, 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 wouldn't one of the wild cards possibly play the division winner? Oh, no, Eagles. Well, because Eagles the Eagles will be the one. Will be the one you get Correct. The okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you're right. You're so right. This is going to be the rare, the rare situation that this is going to happen. I'd be cool. I firmly believe it. I really firmly believe that's what's going to happen. All right. You're going to love this one. You ready? Yep. The Rams are the most disappointing defending Super Bowl champs ever. You know, I, I can't answer this. I would say it's probably close to reality because I would like need to see you know, the list of Super Bowl hangovers that we've seen happen. But, right. God, if they ain't the worst, they got to be pretty freaking close. They got to be pretty close. They, they I'd stink. say they're top five. They're top five anyway. They are bad. They I, bet are McVay, bad. I bet McVay and Donald wish they had gone like they talked about. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I, they're, they're, they are not good. No. Reality or overreaction? Jordan Love should start the rest of the season for the Packers. It's just overreaction. I'm, I'm like... Although, maybe there is a little bit of reality to this because I think that, you know, uh, I don't want to say Rodgers is done, but 
it might be time to just say screw it it'll never happen because so it, it will be overreaction I had, to, I had to talk myself through that one they're paying Aaron <laughs> Rodgers way too much money they're paying Aaron Rodgers way too much money to sit on the bench unless he is hurt and can't go Aaron Rodgers is going to start um you know but I do think that Jordan Love you know maybe it's time to sit down with Aaron Rodgers and say hey, look buddy you just going to retire after this year because if you are, we're out of the playoff hunt now. With they eight losses, three and eight right now, something like that. Like, yeah, like you're just if if you're gonna do it, now's the time to do it because you're not fighting for anything. The uh, other kind of plot twist to throw into this is that Jordan Love is uh, has like fifth year option stuff happening at the end of the mm-hmm. season. So, do yep. you want that time to see what he can do? Because he didn't look bad against the Eagles. No, no, he didn't. I mean, again, it's just a money situation. What are you going to do with Aaron Rodgers then? You know, like, unless you think you can trade Rodgers or if, you know, Rodgers can be honest with you and just say, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm walking away after this year. This is it. Um, But I don't know. It's such a mess up there. I don't know what's going to happen. Reality or overreaction? The Deshaun Watson hype will be a major letdown. Man, I don't want to answer this because this is going to tie into what I'm going to talk about later. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be a major letdown. I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown for this year only. Um, this year they only. Have a, well, they have a pretty cake schedule, but you know the guy's only played what preseason, and then he's been able to practice for the last two weeks. Um, hasn't hasn't it, played a official game in 700 days. Yeah, I mean, I think they can get by. You know, they're going to get by the Texans. I actually think they're going to roll them. Uh, but we'll see what happens from there on out. Uh, I can't remember who, who they play coming down the stretch. I know it's not a super tough schedule. Like uh, Them beating the Bucks this week has kind of kept their playoff hopes somewhat alive. Albeit they need a bunch of help. Uh, but anytime you have that much of a layoff, it's going to be hard to come right back and be, you know, because, I mean, you got to remember, last time he played, this guy probably should have been the MVP. His team was just trash. Uh, if he put those numbers up on a team that was winning games, he would have been the MVP. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think he's. I think it's just going to be a a slow start for him. I think by the time we see week 17, 18, we're going to see some flashes of, and we'll probably see some flashes even maybe sooner than that of what he is. But we're also going to see some rust for sure. All right, last one. Reality or overreaction? Trevor Lawrence is starting to figure it out. I'd say this is reality because you say starting to. Um, he is starting to figure it out for what his hype should be. He he should be better than what he is. Um, but the Jags are also kind of a hot mess. Um, but he's he's been quietly good this year. He's been solid. He's not. And I don't think he's uh, you know lighting anything up by any means. But he he's been very serviceable. Looks like he could be your franchise guy there. He 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 looked good again. I mean, like you like I you had mentioned yeah. earlier. I watched the end of that Ravens. Uh, Jags because I had a betting interest for part of my teaser and it was I I think I ended up with Ravens plus three and a half or something like that so I ended up winning because they went for two which I was happy about because if they had two and a half half. yes it was two and a half because I was going to be pissed if they went to overtime because then I had a chance to you know not win but um yeah so I ended up watching like the last probably half of the fourth quarter and it was awesome like it was a really good game trevor lawrence looked like 
He, you know, he's making really good throws. Zay Jones had a phenomenal game. He had like 11 yep. catches for 150 yards or something like that. Um, yep. It was, it was just good to see. Cause uh, you know, that dude was probably one of the most hyped uh, candidates coming out of college into the NFL that I had ever seen. Probably since Andrew Luck. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. That would probably be the, the one to reference that mm-hmm. would be most comparable, but he just, he looked good. So it was cool to see. I don't, you know, the Jags are the Jags. You know, nobody really hates yeah. them. I don't think uh, unless you, maybe you're a AFC South fan or whatever, but yeah, it, yeah, he looked good. It was cool. Um, I was glad that they, plus I like when Baltimore loses. So I was happy about that too, but <laughs> all right. Last quick bit world cup. So team USA, and I put a post up about this. It got some good arguments going. Uh, the pro soccer and anti soccer folk came out of the woodwork for this one, and we're we're getting into it a little bit. Um, so it was trending after they tied England because they were supposed to lose. They were a heavy underdog in that game, and they ended up tying them. So a draw is a win. Uh, started trending on the internet, which I thought was so ridiculous. And uh, I get like that they got a point and it helped them achieve what, you know, moving into the next round. If they, you know, they had to win yesterday, they did. Uh, but why can't they just have shootouts? Like why, why, like, can't they do something uh, to fix this? Well, I mean, it's just, I think, um, and again, I'm not a big soccer guy, but uh, I'm guessing the world cup is just like kind of been around for so long. They're not going to do, you know, they're not going to change that up too much. Um, I actually don't even know what happens. Like if you get to the final and it's a tie, I wouldn't assume it's a shootout. I'm guessing it's kind of a sudden death, I would think. And they just, play, I, until, I, they just play until nobody can run anymore. I, I honestly have no, that's how little I know about the world cup. I honestly couldn't tell you what. Yeah. I don't know to either the, to the gold medal or whatever the hell the you know, championship game. And it's a tie. I literally don't know what the tie break is. Um, but yeah, you were going a little hard on the draws a win thing where like, I get what you were saying, but also, like I said, it, it's like golf, anything, your tournament, you know, hockey, you know, uh, a, a tie is worth a point or half a point, wherever the case may be. Sometimes that's all you're looking for. Just don't lose. You, you can win by not losing. Kind of like what was it? Was it the Raiders and Chargers last year? They just had to play to a tie. Week 18, I, just play to a tie. And they couldn't do but it. The, the point is, like, if you're talking regular season hockey, sure. When it comes playoff time, there's no more ties. Well, but, again, this is kind of like it's goofy because the World Cup, This you're basically still qualifying at this point. Like, yeah, you got to move into the, the next round, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. I see what yeah. you're saying. I just, it's not a win. It's still a tie. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a tie, than a, yes. It's better than a loss, but it's yeah. not a win. Yeah, well, but I mean, like, member guests Saturday for you. Say you're playing your last match, and you know all you have to do is take what I can't even what, remember what matches are worth ten points. Right. So all you got, all you need is five. So in your case, hell, hell, you might only need three points to get in. So you can get beat seven to three. Right, but I'm not the gonna... final. You're gonna be like, yeah, we lost the match, but it was a win because we got what we needed to do to get to the final. But that's still based off of me having beat enough people that it put me in a position that I can afford to tie. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I get what you're saying. I, I understand where you're going. I had I'm to win a bunch. Times where like, I, yeah, like if you're gonna lose, you know, again, I'm I'm going specific to golf. Like for this one, like England's a team that you should probably lose to. You draw. You're saying, okay, we're chalking that one up as a win because we didn't give up both points, or you know, we didn't score zero points at whatever you said, match. I don't know what the hell you call soccer. Soccer match, not a game. Match. Just send all that shit back to Europe or South America, wherever the hell it comes from. Just leave us with our good regular football. Wait, okay. then we don't have to worry about it. Donovan McNabb's the only one who'd be confused about draws. <laughs> all right. Uh, last thing, like I said, I'm just going to mention college football playoff rankings, one through four, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. I was listening today. They don't believe it's going to end that way because a lot of people are thinking Utah is going to beat USC again, which they already did once this year. Uh I, or I think they did because it sounded like they said, yeah, I think they did. But uh, anyways, I know when that state and Alabama first, first two. Yes. First two in if someone Alabama, goes down or Ohio state's down to five. And I think Alabama is six. That's what I thought I had. So yeah. We'll keep an eye on it for the, when the final, you know, uh, final four are announced, then we'll really get into it a little bit, but I just wanted to throw that out there so that we knew what, you know, what we're, where we're at. Um, anything else for the buzz? Nope. Okay. Again, no sports history. So we're going to do two quick commercial breaks and then we'll jump right into Skeddy on, right? Is that what's coming up? All right. The buzz is brought to you by Bushlight Attention Hunters. Your favorite camo cans are back. Get it wherever you purchase your adult beverages. Please drink responsibly. And Napoli Pizza. That's right. When there's football season on TBSP, there's Napoli's weekly special, weekly specials, pickup or delivery available, located in North Warren. Take a couple minute break. We'll be right back. Whenever you crack open a Bushlight, the mountain starts singing. It's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. What is going on? Giant Kennedy. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's pizza of order the best pizza in the Times Observer Reader's Choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stromboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, yourdailylocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Hey there, everyone. This is Phil with JP Photography. I know, I know. A photography ad on a sports show? I get it. You're here for sports talk and listening to Joe and Sketty's insane rambling. Wait, what? But bear with me for a few. I just want to tell you that JP Photography not only offers wedding photography, but also does events, engagements, headshots, family photos, and even some product photography. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. 
Just search for JP Photography or go directly to our website at johnphilphotography.com. That's J-O-N-P-H-I-L photography.com. He's absolute trash. Skeddy on. Let's have a listen to what Skeddy's on this week. Zero percent chance that works. I just noticed that you angry faced. The... <laughs> she likes that. So you're voting ugly for yourself. Yeah. Nice. You and Nordine. <laughs> Good. All Good right. taste. Go ahead. All right. This week's Scotty On is brought to you by Complete Roofing Systems. The best the business has to offer, match with the best prices. For your free estimate, find them at crsroofingteam.com or call them at 716-640-4609. So, this past weekend, me and you had a little text exchange uh, about Sam Darnold, who was cooking the Broncos, and we had there's a little confusion in there. You thought so I was Joe talking said, about Russ. You thought, I thought you were talking about Russ. You said, this guy's going to be looking for a job soon. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? He's making, I don't even know how many millions of dollars a year, $50 million a year, something ridiculous like that. And the Broncos don't have it out for like four years. Like when he's done with that, he's just going to retire. You were talking about Darnold. There was some confusion. But it got <laughs> me thinking, I bet you probably a year ago, when we, if we sat down and talked about these two big quarterback trades that happened this year, the, Bron- or the Browns giving up whatever they gave up for Watson, three first, and then the Broncos giving up three first for Russ, we would have said, man, the Browns are idiots. We don't know if Deshaun Watson's ever going to play again. Uh, Russ is going to a team with a great defense and receivers and a little bit better offensive line. This is an easy Super Bowl move for this team. The Seahawks are now going to have a top five fucking pick thanks to the goddamn Broncos and shitty Russell Wilson. He might be pulling a LeBron James or he's going to come back and like, three years when the, the Broncos say, fuck it, $60 million in dead cap. We don't care. You're that terrible. You're cut. Uh, I think it's totally possible Deshaun Watson might win more games for the Browns this year than Russell Wilson does for the Broncos. And it's going to be like six games played versus whatever. Rust, I think, missed one game. 16 games. I, it's absolutely terrible. This is going to go down more than likely as one of the worst trades in the history of time. Um, I just don't see this team now. Maybe they get it together. Again, they're going to have two to three years with them to figure it out because they literally cannot afford to cut the guy. I think he's $100 million in dead cap next year, $80 million the year after that. I think in like 2026, they finally have an out. Um, it just goes to show you that you can't always just trade everything away. You can't be the Rams. You can't just sell the farm and say, we're going to go win a Super Bowl because it's not always going to pan out. And this is a move that's probably going to set the Broncos back. I don't even know how many years, four or five years, with a team that if the guy scores 18 points, 18 points in regulation, and they would be nine and two at this point. It's insane. If he scored 18 points a game. In regulation, 18 points in every single game. They would be nine and two. Be nine and two. Just 18 is all they need in in regulation. You sent me that, and I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. I looked it up because I was like, there's no way that can be accurate. And then their only losses would be to the Raiders. And the Panthers. <laughs> Sam Darnold and Derek Carr would be their two losses. Uh, I think the Raiders beat them twice maybe now. Yeah, the Raiders beat them twice, but that was an overtime game. And then there was one other game where 
18 points in regulation, they would have won the game in regulation and not lost in overtime. Uh, it's just insanely bad. Insanely bad. Um, yeah. I, I'm anxious to see the who has more wins race between Deshaun and... I think, I think it's actually going to be a race. Yeah, I think it <laughs> might too. <laughs> Just, I, I don't understand what happened to him. Like he went from, I mean, he was in the elite quarterback conversation last season. And for many seasons, you know, dating back to, you know, whenever, but. Uh, I, I, I talked to Munch about this and he said, man, I don't know. He said, you know, I think Russ has kind of fallen off a little bit. And I, you know, I said, I, yeah, he has fallen off a little bit, but he's still good enough that with, what they had in Seattle, they should have been competitive. I thought this was, you know, one of those things kind of like Baker where, Hey, you know, you, you just change the scenery and maybe something's going to improve. And obviously that hasn't happened at all. I mean, he, he looks worse than Denver. It, it makes no sense. hundred yeah, percent. He looks worse. And that's with a better offensive line. He looked better when yeah. he was running for his life in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. I, I just really, I just don't think like it, Always it's, appears to me like everybody on the Broncos just hates him. Yeah. Well, you see the guy that was yelling at him, was it this past week? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the defender, like just screaming yeah. at him. Like, yeah. Which, you know, that's a possibility too. If you don't gel with the locker room, yeah. You know, these guys might be saying, hey, fuck it. You know, I, I, it's something we always pick on Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he's not a good quarterback, but I can tell you when that dude's on the field everybody's playing their balls off to get him a win. You know, right. what I, what was the hot stat that came up last week? He was like 10 and two when he doesn't throw a touchdown. Like, you know, like he's just guys want to play for him. Russ, it just looks like it's a complete opposite. Like, I don't know if they just think, man, this guy's a fucking dork. Like, uh, I don't get it, but yeah, he, he is. It looks bad in Denver. I, I, I feel bad for, I don't know any Broncos fans off the top of my head, but I feel bad for Denver fans everywhere because your franchise is in, Big big trouble. It's gonna take them a while to recover all those draft picks. Correct, and like, it's gonna piss. It's gonna piss me off because watching the Seahawks Seattle, like Seattle's good, they're just gonna have the free, yeah. an extra top ten pick every year because yeah. it's Denver. I yeah. said it could be a LeBron move where he's just gonna go back in like three years. He so lets him, Denver eat some money, lets him load up, and then heads <laughs> right back. Yeah, goes back at like thirty-five, wins a couple Super Bowls. I can see it happening. Yeah. All right, wrap her up. This, this week's Sketty On was brought to you by Complete Roofing Systems, the best the business has to offer, match with the best pricing. For a free estimate, find them at crsroofingteam.com or call them at 716-640-4609. going to take a break. We'll be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, 
tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814-723-7191, extension 2. now time for the things that sting the worst stories in sports according to joe this edition of the things that stings powered by jones pest control ant spiders bees or mice don't think twice call jones pest control at 814-230-9548 that's 814-230-9548 all right follow-ups like i said did i yeah i did banners for these i think yeah sure all right, so the tragic death, we remember this one. We talked about it, the soccer player from Stanford who uh, killed herself. Um, this is last spring, I think it was. Do you remember this? Yeah, I, don't remember. I don't. I remember it happened. Okay. I don't remember when it was. So uh, the family has now filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Stanford. Uh, at the time of her death, Meyer was 21 years old, was facing disciplinary action for allegedly spilling coffee on a Stanford football player who was accused of sexually assaulting a female soccer player. Meyer's father said his daughter was defending that teammate who was a minor at the time. The lawsuit states that on the night of her death, Stanford quote, negligently and recklessly sent her the formal disciplinary notice that contained threatening language regarding sanctions and potential removal from the university. Stanford's after hours disciplinary. This is a, Quote taken from the lawsuit, Stanford's after hours disciplinary charge and the reckless nature and manner of submission to Katie caused Katie to suffer an acute stress reaction that impulsively led her to suicide. Katie's suicide was completed without planning and solely in response to the shocking and deeply distressing information that she received from Stanford while alone in her room without any support or resources. Stanford spokesperson D. Mustafi in a statement said, we strongly disagree with any assertion that the university is responsible for her death. While we have not yet seen a formal complaint brought to, by the Meyer family, we are aware of some of the allegations made in the filing, which are false and misleading. Ugh. Yeah, I don't, I fucking hate that. I'm just, I don't even give a fuck. I, I just, I think that's fucking grow like not grow up i get you're in pain because you lost your daughter uh, you know suicide's a horrible thing we don't want this to happen to anyone but to file a fucking lawsuit because your daughter threw coffee on someone and then got a disciplinary letter like regardless of whether like obviously the the football player at the time wasn't guilty or he wouldn't have been a football player at the time like you can't throw coffee on like as much as we would want to, there's still rules in society. You can't do that. Like you just, you can't do that. Like the, the quote that I read from the lawsuit is like, it makes me cringe kind of. Cause it's like, it's saying it's completely blaming Stanford for sending her yeah. a disciplinary letter. Yeah. Well, that's that, what's, your actions it, could, could 
potentially yeah. result in removal from the university. It could. Yeah, which it could. Exactly. It's saying like we get it. It's not like they did remove her. It's not like they said you're right. on probation. They're, they're no, they were giving her a notice. Hey. It's a notice saying exactly. they're exactly. investigation. Yeah, uh, regardless of how you feel, yeah. you can't act like that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, that's, I just complete like and i'm saying all this keeping in mind that this is a completely tragic situation for the exactly yes yep but yep. to say that you're going to that it's uh i just can't like that that whole paragraph just like That's, it hurt me to read that because it's like I, deeply no, distressing I, information she received from stanford while alone in her room without any support or resources so are they supposed to uh if a if a student's going to get disciplined, say, Hey, is your room with you at this time? Cause we're about to send you an email. Like what, yeah. what are they? I, I just, yeah I, yeah. I think the lawsuit that to me is just. Uh, and Stanford will I probably settle because that's what all these people do because yeah. it's cheaper to settle than to pay lawyers to go through the hoops of court. So exactly. it makes and they it, shouldn't have to. They did nothing I agree wrong. With Stanford that. is, is absolutely zero culpability in this. There, there right. is no, that is a that to me is a completely, you know, it's completely unreasonable expectation to think that you're not gonna, you can't discipline someone, you can't do this. That's that's a completely normal thing to do is say, hey, you can't throw coffee on someone. If right. you do that, you can be removed from the university. That's a completely normal part of society thing to do. If the daughter is actually. And again, let's go with the insinuation that this is what it is. Let's just say she got this video and or this notice, and then she decided to take her own life. Like, is that tragic? Yes. Is that in any way Stanford's fault? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. Um, it's again, I I just think that's a bad look for the family. It, it's uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. No, so I'm gonna no, I'm gonna I, try I, and keep I'm gonna try and remember to keep looking at that to see what yeah. ends up happening, because uh, that's just crazy to me. But all right, last one for uh, old business: the Michigan State post game melee in the tunnel. Seven players charged. Most serious charge was cornerback Kerry Crump, who faces felony count of assault. The charges against the six others are misdemeanors. That's linebacker Tank Brown, safety Angelo Gross, cornerback Justin White, defensive end Brandon Wright and defensive end Zion Young, each charged with one count of aggravated assault, which I don't, Michigan law, different than PA law, ag assault yeah. in Pennsylvania is a felony um, in the, the most cases that I'm aware of. And uh, the linebacker Jacoby Windham faces one count of assault and battery. So you guys highlighted that, you and Andy, when I was yep. not here. Uh, and that's the result of what's going on. So we'll you know see how those cases wind up. Uh, real quick, because we're about to get the new cases, but there's one in the comments that Andy just sent yeah. in, and I just looked it up. So Chris Letang's out indefinitely after having a stroke. I, I haven't opened anything. Oh, it's the second stroke of his career. Damn. Okay, so, yeah, uh, had a stroke, according to general manager Ron Hextall. Latang has not experienced any lasting effects after suffering the stroke Monday. The team said it is also not believed to be career threatening. So that's, and actually he has a quote. He says, I am fortunate to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right. While it is difficult to navigate this issue publicly, I am hopeful it can raise awareness. It is important for me and, and that my teammates, family, and friends know that I'm okay. And I'm optimistic I'll be back on the ice soon. So that's, 
That's crazy. The wow. second one. Yeah, he has a... Doctors found a small hole in the wall of Latang's heart during a medical during medical examination. So that's what's apparently causing this. But no wow. So yeah, second one of his career. I did not know that, but just wanted to throw that out there because it's kind of breaking yep. news, I guess. Um, all right. Todd Downing, Titans offensive coordinator. This is uh, prior to last week's this past weekend's game. This is after the win in Green Bay. He's charged with driving under the influence and speeding by Tennessee Highway Patrol two and a half hours after the team plane landed after the win at Green Bay. So plane landed uh, two and a half hours later. It's 436 a.m. He's being booked, posted bond at 646 a.m. According to Vrabel, he'll re- remain with the team through the process until they you know, have a conclusion of what's going on with the case. Sure, uh, sure sounds like uh, somebody else was not following the NFL no booze on the plane. <laughs> yeah, unless he got off the plane and just started hammering beers. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it, it does kind of sound that way, though, doesn't it? Yeah, one, one would reason. Yeah. All right. Here's another good one. Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman coach Sean Coug- Cugler, Coogler. I don't know how you say that. Fired. <coughs> excuse me. Fired after he allegedly groped a female member of the hotel security team in Mexico City. It happened Sunday night. He was sent home before the Monday night game against the Niners. When NFL teams travel to Mexico City, they're normally told to stay in and around the team hotel out of a, out of safety concerns. Cardinals sources say uh, they were encouraged to do the same while being able to walk among groups out, uh, uh, you know, out and about. So. Well, I'll get. Uh, let me finish this, and then I'll get to one point. Cliff uh, Kingsbury on Hard Knocks. Uh, they showed a video of him after this, yelling at the team, saying, "Make sure moving forward, nobody has to stand in front of the media and answer any questions about dumb shit off the field." So, first, guy's an idiot. Clearly, <coughs> yep. Excuse me. Second. When NFL teams travel to Mexico City, they're normally told to stay in and around the team hotel out of safety concerns. And they're trying I, to put a team there. I'm happy that you said this because that was my exact thought. You're telling me that you're sending me like that's like I can't imagine your job sending you and being like, hey, by the way, we basically have to give you a security team. Don't leave the hotel we're sending you to right. like yeah. like this is clearly not fucking safe. Those guys aren't getting paid any money more money to go down there. I wouldn't no. assume anyway. Maybe they do, but like, yeah, no, why, why are we sending just, I don't get it. Why are we sending people there? Are we forgetting that people are claiming asylum? All these legal asylees are coming over the border every fucking day to get the hell out of that place. And it's like, let's just go down there and play a football game. Why yeah. NFL? Why? For what yeah. reason? Like it could, like, I mean, I could see that if they're, if they get an NFL team down there, which I don't think they ever will, but no let's just, let's just say they do. You could see like a a Britney Griner situation, but rather yeah. but rather like hostage style rather than if Tom Brady goes missing. He's yeah. held by a cartel someplace. Like right. what the fuck are we doing? Until they drain their bank accounts and then they'll let yeah. them out, you know? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty dumb. But uh all right, moving on. Former NC State football player. This is I'm gonna butcher this. Joseph Belletta Pelli, Belletta Pelli, 
Belletta. Yeah, that's, I think that's right. Belletta Pelly. Okay. Former NC State football player arrested for misdemeanor stalking and communicating threats to current NC State Wolfpack head coach Dave Duran. He also was charged with resisting arrest after he pulled away from officers attempting to handcuff him. Investigators said that he was seen on several occasions near Duran's place of work and had sent numerous text messages threatening him and other staff members. One text reading, I'm going to get him, I promise. So, okay. Yeah, it must not have been a great college experience for Joseph because uh, yeah. he, hate, he hates his coach, old coach. So, what the hell is wrong with people? Uh, <laughs> wish I knew. Uh, all right, you ready for the greatest one of all? Okay. The Raiders have filed a trademark to call Las Vegas Win City. <laughs> I just, I don't know who looks at that, like who approves the trademarks. Yeah, but, but I can't just you just be like, no, absolutely I hope, not. I hope that whoever looks it over in their response says, please call us back when you actually win some games. File a game when you want more right. than, you know, like, yeah. Call us when you win a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, maybe, and we'll, we'll anything. think about it. Just but, a yeah, few anything. regular season but, home games. I mean, <laughs> first things first, Josh McDaniels must be fired. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a no, hard no from us. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, just yeah, that that's a good one. That, I thought I thought it was uh, worthy worthy of getting in the lineup there. All right, you have I, anything? I got, yeah, I've got one question. Oh, nice. I, I know I know the answer to this. What do you got? Why are we not talking about OBJ getting kicked off a plane for being all fucked up? I forgot and, about it. And I was going to say the answer is because he's probably going to be a Buffalo Bill soon. And I see how you are. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Never we, can, we can, we can talk about it. Cause I, I actually, I, dude, I went through, I must've never screenshotted that, but I met that's totally worthy of things. This thing. Uh, so he's pulled off a plane for coming in and out of consciousness. They thought he was ill. Uh, what else? What, what am I missing here? Cause I don't have anything written well, down. They wanted him off the plane, and he was like refusing, was refusing to get off the plane. So too. they they deboarded everybody, right? The whole plane. I, I didn't read into enough. I figured you I had think they it, did. So I didn't even read into enough. Yeah, I think I'm um, pretty sure they took everybody off the plane, and then police came on and got him to come off the plane, and they took him to a secure area where he was able to call somebody to come pick him up or something. I, I actually just dra- I dropped him off of uh, I had him on my one fantasy team. I need wide receiver help bad. I'm like, all right, he's gonna get signed soon. I actually dropped him because I saw he's also suing Nike right now for apparently Nike's withholding some sort of payment he feels that he's owed. Which I don't know how, what what are they paying you for? You're not playing right now, so right. I'm guessing that's in the contract someplace. So Maybe. it sounds like he's he's trying his best to go fully Antonio Brown. Gets healthy, getting ready to come back as has uh starts meeting doing some schedules with team and just doing some stupid shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. We need to I'm sure he'll be back in things that sting before too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I for, totally forgot to put that in there. I, and that when did that happen? Like two days ago? Sunday? It was yeah, it was sometime. Yeah, it was yeah. something like that. So he's meeting with Buffalo, but I mean he was meeting with Two other teams too. So right? I think he's two, got. Two. I think he's meeting with Dallas. Dallas and New York. Maybe it's not this Monday. I think December fifth he's meeting with Dallas. So yeah, I okay. guess that would be this coming Monday. And then yeah, I think the I Giants are on. I mean, too. if the dude's broke, which I think he kind of not. I mean, to their standards, he's probably hurt yeah. their money. 
because I know his Bitcoin uh, yeah. contract he signed with the Rams was trash. Ended up being like he played that for like, what, $250,000 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and not, the Bills bills don't have any money. So yeah. they don't have that. The winter season doesn't allow the growth of money trees like they do out in California. <laughs> so That's the secret. Yeah. Nice weather. But yeah, so I don't know how they're going to sign him, especially if he's looking like he's trying to make a little bit of, you know, change while he's playing these last five, six games or whatever it might be. Ah, yeah. I'm sure somebody can offer more than what Buffalo can right now, but yeah. Jerry Jones will find something and then the Cowboys will completely implode and it'll be glorious. I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. All right. That's it for the things that's, that's it for the things that sting this edition of the things that stings powered by Jones pest control Ant spiders, bees or mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones pest control at 814-230-9548. It's 814-230-9548. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with the three bagger review for week 11, week 12 and our picks coming up for week 13. Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Rye. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My High, Joe and Skeddy's very own world of sports. My High is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East in Warren. You yawning? Yeah. You tired? Tired little fella. Yeah, <laughs> been up since like waiting, waiting for yeah. that chocolate milk truck to arrive. Wait for the chocolate milk truck. Yep. Did you like that post? Yeah, I did. That was good. Well, you told me it was supposed to be noon, and then you like as soon as I put the post up, hey man, gonna be a little late. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, like I said, busy as hell, and <laughs> like our. So I found the problem: the vent hood when the guys came and cleaned them to put it back on, it like sits over top of this housing. So the water doesn't run down, obviously. And like, I was getting a drip. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Went up there and looked. And when the guys cleaned it and they put it back on, it was on like halfway 
tilted so all the water's catching in the pan, dripping into the hoods at the restaurant. So they did a shitty job. They did a shitty job. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it should be fixed and good to go. Now. All right. Let's review some three bagger. So week 11, uh, Sketty went one and two and lost the lock. Had a rough one. The Browns covering the eight and a half against the Bills on a late touchdown. The, the Eagles, lock, I'm giving. Go ahead. Excuse we'll me. We'll get to the, the lock Eagles, when I get to it. Yeah. Eagles minus six and a half. Colts did not cover. Panthers, uh, Raven, he had Ravens minus 12 and a half. Panthers covered that. The lock was the 49ers at the Cardinals plus eight, and it lost. You're saying it's because of Kyler. Yeah, I, I think I said on the show that if Kyler doesn't go, it's different. So I'm giving myself a half in my head. That was a, a win or a draw is a win, Joe. A draw is a win. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so uh, that... Let's see. I had uh oh, I had a good week, week eleven, three and oh. Titans plus three at the pack, Bengals minus four and a half at the Steelers, and the Cowboys minus one and a half at the Vikings. One all three. Uh that moved us into Cowboys week twelve. What's that? Cowboys one was close. He almost didn't cover there. <laughs> uh so let's see, where are we at? Last week. Last week, yep. You had Vikings, they covered. Titans, Chargers, both lost. And you won on your lock against the Saints. Last week I had Jets, or I had the Bears plus four and a half. That did not fare very well because of the, the legend of Mike White. The one we went head-to-head on, Bengals, Titans, I had I took the Bengals. I, was, I, was, I predicted the end of the cover streak for the Titans. Just felt it. It was time. It was like eight straight. Man, I took the Titans last week, huh? Yeah, you did. You I took must have the been Titans. Drunk Titans plus. I never the, take the Titans. Titans <laughs> plus one and a half. You'd have a lot of wins if you'd take the yeah, Titans. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to get us some music to go with this. Uh, what's this? In this night driving. I think that's the one we do. All right. Uh, yeah, I had Bengals and then Packers plus seven was a push. So I went one, one, and one last week. Uh, yeah, you got, I already said yours win, loss, loss, win. So that takes our season total. Sketty moves to 17 and 19. And the lock goes to seven and four. And I improved to, well, not, yeah, I mean, if you're counting the week before too. So I'm at 22, 12, and two. So I have two pushes now. Can't remember what the first one was, but. Snagged another one. So uh, that moves us into week 13 picks. Starting out with Sketty, who's putting his money on 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Against 1 p.m. Mike White. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings all day. Here. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, I don't even know what else I need to say. At home against Mike White. I know the Jets defense is pretty solid. Um, I believe Michael Carter got banged up. Everyone's ranting and raving about this backup running back they got. I just... You know, I just think the Vikings are gonna are gonna beat them, and I think they'll beat them by more than three easily. And I don't think it's gonna be much of a game. I would, uh, if I were taking this game, I would lean with you also, simply because 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, tuck him away where nobody can see him, and he plays well. I'm going Bills. 
Back on the Bills train this week against the Pats. Minus four. I actually already took this game, and I alternate lined it to five and a half because I think they win by a touchdown or more, and I think they win actually handily in this game. I I like this pick. I almost made this pick, but every time I've bet on the Bills this year or said to bet on the Bills this year, they fucking burned me. Uh, well, my grandfather stop always used because to... you're pissing me off. My grandfather always used to say we'd be out someplace to eat, and, you know, waitress or whoever. Oh, you want a tip? Don't bet the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, we're hard hard avoid. I'm taking Grandpa's advice this week. I said I'm not betting the Bills, but I do like. I think that's a pretty easy one. I think they're going to win handily as well. I, 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 I yeah, I think pick. this is so. These this next three game stretch for the Bills is probably the biggest three game regular season stretch of my adulthood. They got it's all three division games right in a yep. row. Patriots, Jets, uh, Dolphins. So, oh, oh, and two in the division right now. Oh, and two so far. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so these are very important big games. games. So, this is where I think, uh, I just, I like Josh prime time tomorrow night. I'm pumped for this game. Like, I can't, I cannot wait. I feel like that's something we didn't think we would be saying at the beginning of the season. The Patriots, Jets, Dolphins streak was going to be a big stretch. Did not think that would be a a thing. No, we did not. But here we are. Ebbs and flows, right? Yep. Chiefs. Sketty likes the Chiefs minus two and a half on the road at Cincy. Yeah, I just don't think the Bengals are anything special. Um, I think the Chiefs are gearing up for playoff time here. Uh, Just give me Mahomes. That's all I got to say. Give me Mahomes. Jamar Chase might be back in this game. I thought it says doubtful. Uh, I just put him in. Maybe maybe that lineup. was maybe that was maybe that was last week. There last week he was back. doubtful and yeah yeah because I had him in because they said he might go and then had to pull him last minute. So yeah, but he's yeah. he uh, should I mean, that... be should be a go this week. Either way, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I Bengals, like Chiefs. Bengals are Bengals winning some games, so it's a good yeah. it's a good matchup. For playoff purposes, yeah. I'll be cheering for Cincinnati in this game. <laughs> what do you think of this? That's fucking bold, my friend. That's bold. <laughs> I mean, that's bold. I don't know what else to say. All right, Broncos plus eight and a half at the Ravens. I'm taking the points in the Broncos. Why? Because I think their defense is good enough to keep this game close. And I could see an, an, a low-scoring affair just like you know, the, what, 13-3 game they played against the Panthers or whoever it was. Uh, I I could just see them keeping Lamar in check enough that they keep it within eight and a half. I just I think that's a lot of points. They just got to hold Lamar to under 27. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Hold well, him under 27. Yeah, and, and I just, the second half collapsing, uh, yeah. you know, I could see even a late touchdown in this game getting it close enough to where they do cover that spread it could be late but uh yeah i don't know yeah. I, just, I, I, yeah, I like this to be a close game broncos defense is good raven struggle in the second half russ sucks but hey yeah it's know. a lot of points but yeah I, it is i think it's fine ed says good pick <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he's kidding or not i don't know which pick he's talking about probably that one but uh yeah i like that one so that's where i'm going broncos plus eight and a half sketty's got the saints plus three and a half at the Bucks, yeah. The I mean, the Bucks just lost the fucking Browns. Uh, you know, the Saints, Saints defense is pretty tough. Offense isn't really there, but 
you know, I, I don't think the Bucks run away with this game by any means. I, I think the Saints, even if they don't win, they're going to cover that. Um, yeah, I just think this is a pretty pretty has, easy pick for me. Has Brady beat the Saints yet in the regular season since he's I been? Honestly, I honestly don't. I know he, that was like part of my factors. Like the Saints always give play him, him tough. They do. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't. I, I kind of like that one myself. If if nothing else, I that could definitely be part of my weekly teaser that I do, which I should start posting yeah. those because I do pretty well. I've hit like yeah. my last probably five or six teasers on Sundays. I only do one, usually four teams, six to six and a half points. I just I check the what it does to the odds. It's crazy though because sometimes that half a point can cost you yep. like twenty five thirty bucks. Yep, it's fucking bullshit. Wow. But, yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe I won't post them because I just keep those ones to myself. But I've been doing really <laughs> well with those. Uh, all right. So you thought my last pick was shocking. Oh, jeez. There are some crazy lines this week. I can't wait. I saved the best for last, okay? Texans plus seven hosting Cleveland. Yeah. Let me explain Man. a few things. This is this is probably what I would consider the Texans Super Bowl this year. This is it. But they have but is it? it? Oh, it absolutely is. That place is going to be packed. They are going to be loud, and they are going to give Deshaun the business the entire game. And we're talking so about a quarter- stadium. So, so you're saying that? So the the. The fans. This is the fan Super Bowl. Oh, I think the team too. I mean, they know how they know what this game means. But this how many of those guys were around? Like, if if you were around, like, were, get it. Some of them were around and were playing while Deshaun was sitting out yeah. willingly. I mean, okay, I, I get that. Okay, I get that. Now, on top of that, we we have a quarterback coming to start his first game after not playing for seven hundred days. Yep. 700 days is a long time to not see game speed. And and I'm if you want to count preseason as game speed, I think you're nuts. You don't count it as game speed. I don't no. either. They're meaningless, stupid games. Um I just I like I like the Texans here. They're probably lose, but I think it could be a 24-20 type game. Uh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't I don't I just think it's bold because the Texans are so bad. I mean, they are bad. Well, I tell you, I think I tell you, I tell the guys every week. Stefanski is the worst coach in the NFL. He's, he's right. an absolute fucking idiot. So he could end if up was, winning me this bet. Correct. Yeah, because if I was him, I'd be saying, okay, Deshaun, we're looking for you to throw maybe twenty times this game. You're, you do a practice, a lot of this. Turn to the left and hand off. Turn to the right, hand off. That's all yeah. this guy should be doing. Hand it to Nick Chubb. Get uh, out of the road. I, I believe that. I believe that. Doesn't but mean they're going to happen. They're gonna, and they're going to face some third downs where Deshaun's going to yep. have to make a play. Yep. And I just don't think he's going to be able to do that as regularly to this Sunday as he will, you know, down the road once he gets more acclimated to playing again. But uh, I don't know. It was announced that 10 of the victims are attending the game with attorney Tony Busby. Some, all of them were asked to come to the suite. Uh, several of them declined and the statement being made is that we're still here. So he knows that he knows those girls are going to be there. It's just a lot. That's a lot for him to take in first game back. Why are they going? I don't know. 
that whole thing, it, they were invited to the suite or the lawyer bought a suite out? The lawyer got a suite. Huh. I think the lawyer I mean, got a suite. I guess I kind of get with the whole we're still here. and but, Oh, God, that to me is just a fucking bad look. I don't, I don't like that. I don't love it either. And I'm not surprised that several of the, uh, you know, victims in that turned down the invitation to go because they probably don't want to see him. And and aren't they all supposed to be like most of them are trying to stay anonymous, right? Or there have there been ones that are stepping forward? Well, I don't not think Jane Doe one or victim one. I'm not sure that I'm not sure about. But I mean, there's not. I don't think they're going to have a camera in there or anything. You don't think the NFL is going to put that suite on broadcast someplace? If they know where it is, nope. they might try, or maybe I don't know. I would we'll say. have to watch. We'll have to watch and see. Yeah, I just, yeah, it seems messy. It does seem messy. I agree with that, but I do want to watch that game because I want yeah. to see. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. So, all right. Uh, oh, we got one more. Santa's not done. Skeddy's lock of the week. <laughs> Dolphins yeah. plus three and a half at the Niners. I hate it. You you really hate this? Do you do you actually hate it, or do you hate it because you need them to lose the Bills? That's actually that's hundred percent why. Okay, Dolphins Dolphins with points is a pretty fucking solid. Dolphins with points. Yeah, yeah they're off. Yeah, come on, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, look, San Francisco hasn't allowed. I think I said like, what was the Bills' hot streak at the beginning of the year where they were so good? The they second half, seven, seven points in the second half through six games. Yeah, like the, the Niners haven't allowed a point in the second half for four weeks. I yeah. think it is. It's like last month. Well, I, I hope they, expect I that hope they keep is that good. streak. No, keep I would, it going. I would, do not bet on that. Do not bet on that. The Niners have one weakness on defense, and it's their cornerbacks. That They can get beat. You know, a good receiver can expose them. Now you're telling me that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are coming to the Bay Area. <laughs> you know, I just think – couple weeks ago when 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 Mitchell was healthy and CMC was healthy you know I'd say hey at least the Niners could like shoot this game out a little bit their defense is much better than the Dolphins defense offense about the same I would say um now with Mitchell out CMC with a knee thing you know I just really think that this is I I mean, the Dolphins are not going to cover. I think the Dolphins might just win this thing outright. I, I do not think this is going to be a pretty game for San Francisco suck. fans, especially, especially if their if their offense plays like they did last week against the Saints. They've got no. It won't be. A, it, it'll be a twenty point game. That would suck because I they, think that's like the last good team they play too, besides Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it might be. I know they've they got a pretty cushy schedule coming in. They do. Well, yeah, I mean, Niners, Chargers, Bills. I guess that's a pretty tough stretch. Yeah. Yeah, the Chargers are very suspect. Yeah, and then they got Packers, Patriots, Jets. The Niners, I will say the Niners do usually play, like, Kyle plays his protégés, guys from his tree. He usually plays them pretty tough. So hopefully, hopefully I'm dead wrong about this, but I just got a feeling it's going to be. I'm I'm lock, loading up Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on all my daily fantasy teams next week. I tell you that much. Don't care how much it costs me. Lock and lock. All right. Yeah, I was just looking that over. Okay. Um, I think that's it. You got anything yeah. else? Nope. Nothing. Don't think so. All right. No. 
All right, well, we'll wrap it up. I got to get to work anyway. Uh, thank you, everybody, for jumping on with us today. We do, we like, I love these noon shows because we get good mm-hmm. viewers. We didn't get as many comments today, not as many people chiming in. We had some, but uh, I think thank last you. week, or the two weeks ago show at noon, we had everybody was all wound up. I don't know why. Everybody's uh, off like half a week of work, man. They got to actually be doing stuff today. That's true. They can't yeah. just be playing on a, a computer. They're just listening. Yep. Yeah, because we had good viewers. So thanks to everybody yep. who listened. Uh, thank you for giving us a like, a love, or an angry face if you think Sketty's ugly. We appreciate that, especially the ugly faces. I appreciate those. And I, word is, if we get enough ugly faces, it'll lower chocolate milk prices. I don't know if it's true <laughs> or not, but rumor I heard. Uh, thank the sponsors. Swing Juice, Bushlight, Napoli's, Your Daily Local, JP Photography, Means Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Rye Podcast, Blue Line Auto, and Complete Roofing Systems. That'll be it till next week. I don't know when we're doing next week's show yet. I think I'm on afternoon. So it might be another daytime. Actually, I think that'd be like probably the last one unless we want to keep doing them when we can. But uh, yeah, we'll get the post out there and let everybody know. But thanks for tuning in. Audio will be uploaded here shortly and uh, you'll be able to download that wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next week, take care. Be safe.